Welcome to Real Talk with Real People. I am your host, Dr. Caroline Badia-Jones, and this is where we have real conversations with real people about real topics and no fluff. We are going to keep it real, bringing you information that you can use. So grab your coffee, get comfortable, and sit back and relax. I'll be back. So we're back. This is Dr. Caroline Bethia Jones, and this is the podcast after the podcast. I'm here with um, Anita Crum. Um, say hello, Anita. Hello. <laughs> yes. So me and Anita are going to have an after conversation. Our conversation that we had earlier was on spirituality. It was part three. We talked about Christianity. I brought the women in from Sisters Helping Sisters in Christ Ministry to help me have a discussion about Christianity, what it meant to be a Christian. Um, we talked about a couple of things, but um, now we're here. This is like the after party, if you will. And me and Anita are going to have a candid conversation about the podcast. So uh, first, Anita, thank you. Thank you for um, um, sitting in with me. Now, I don't know how many of you remember, but Anita was my original co-host. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, you know, we just couldn't get it together. We just couldn't sit down together. And um, I think a part of her was a little bit nervous about being a co-host. So um, And schedule. And, and schedule, right. Yeah. So, But now that I have the opportunity to have her here, we're, we're actually going to have a, a, a candid conversation because I want you to get to know her because Anita's a great person. Thank and you. Um, so what did you think about the podcast, first of all? I thought it was very enlightening. Okay. Um, and it's just interesting. What, what I find most interesting is when you get people together to talk on a particular topic, mm -hmm. you realize that it's, we're not far off from one another in our experiences, right. our beliefs, and it also allows you to get closer with folks. So all of those things occur today. Yeah, yeah, because I love it when we all get together. Because yes. that's what Sisters Helping Sisters in Christ Ministry is all about. It's really about us getting together. And we don't always have all of the same ideas, but what we do have is a mutual respect and love for each other, and we share our ideas with each other. It makes us stronger. It may be something that I might say that you did not know originally. There's something that you may say that I did not know originally, but that's how we learn from each other. Interconnectedness. Yes. It's almost like the vine of ivy. Oh, interconnectedness. I'm going to yes. have to use that word. <laughs> okay, so yeah, so that it was a powerful time. Um, that we had here. I guess it was just about an hour. Mm -hmm. And through your guidance, Dr. Caroline, <laughs> um, you, we approached it with questions. And I thought the questions were a great selection, starting mm -hmm. off with, well, where did it start for all of us? Right. What do we know? And we all reached back in our memory banks mm -hmm. and discovered it was with uh, either a definitely a parent or a grandparent yeah. in a couple of our cases. But it's just interesting on how it evolves. Yeah. And it's yeah. still evolving. But most importantly, there was that introduction. Yes. But I, all, I do still wonder what would happen if we were, if we did not uh, grab hold to Christianity in the way that we grabbed hold to Christianity. Mm. I, I often wonder about where we would be as a race, as a people, as a community, as a nation if we were left 
to, to literally um, praise God the way we, way we wanted to. Now, don't get me wrong, because even though I think that Christianity, in a sense, was kind of thrown on us, yeah. I don't think we accepted it as something that was thrown on us. I think we took this thing called Christianity and we made it our own. Well, um, yes, and made it our own as in there was the Christianity that was imposed upon yes, us. That's what but I'm then about. there's that spirituality yes. that we've already had. Yes, that's what I'm talking so about. So the two were married and so exactly. here's that birth of what it is. That's what yeah. and, and that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Because it's not like we didn't have our own spirituality. Correct. And we still have it. And we still have it. Exactly. And I think that we just take things to another level, right? Absolutely. We as a people anyway, we just take things to another level. I personally, on a, I, I don't really, I didn't really want to get too far into my personal um, thoughts about Christianity and where I stand. I know for one, though, I don't think I would be where I am today had I not had an introduction um, to this thing we call Christianity. I know that there's a lot of things that have been going on in my mind. You know, you know my field of study is theology. Sure. But you know I have a great love for all things sacred, all of the sacred word. But you also know that for the last maybe 10 years that I've struggled with my own um, thoughts and ideas about um, Christianity only because of my introduction into so many other religions. So I know that Christianity is simply an offshoot of other religions. Mm -hmm. So um, when I say that to you, you don't look like this is the first time you've heard this. So what are your thoughts on that? Well, and you're right, because I think what the last two years I've been with sisters, helping sisters in Christ's ministry, and through our Bible study and discovery, those things were revealed to me. So, yeah, yeah that's that look I'm giving you because there's been, and I've shared with you so many times at the end of the Bible study that it was just so powerful mm -hmm. how these things were revealed. You know, we read the word, sometimes it's in the the, the English, um, the Queen's English language with right. thee and thou that you don't know what is being said, but we are able to break it down mm -hmm. to apply it. And not only read the word and just have feedback as to what you think it might say, but you always dive deeper to apply it to our lives. And there's never a moment that with that redirection that we can't within a split second, mm -hmm. come with how that, that verse or that Bible passage applies to our life. Right. Because I honestly feel like if it has to apply to your life. This can't be some random thing that you're just doing. Nope. If it has no effect on you as the person, and as I said earlier, if, if Christianity and what we do with the church has no effect on us as a, as a black woman, Right. then something's wrong here because as a black woman, we already have our different set of um, problems and situations. Mm -hmm. And we should be able to apply, if this is the fix, we should be able to apply it to our lives. Sure. So I don't, I don't ever want to be this person who just randomly throw things out 
just for the sake of throwing things out. I need for it to have some kind of meaning. Sure. I need for it to be able to, for us to be able to understand this is what's going to help us. Because even when we were talking in our conversation about the kingdom of God and what that means, what did Jesus teach? Mm -hmm. It's important to me to understand what it was that Jesus taught. I just don't want to follow something just for the sake of following something. I need to know what is the message behind this. And there's always one. And it's deeper than what is being presented um, and or that's being shown to you. And that's, you know, in the church and the word is what it says. But, you know, you bring out that reference Bible. Well, <laughs> I, I think it's important for us to study. And to study, yeah. yeah. That's what I mean, the reference Bible, because then you go and you dive deeper into that mm -hmm. word and you unveil what exactly the passage in the word is saying. Because, it, you know, it's, it's like taking anything out of context yes. and applied. That's the, you know, the slave Bible. Yes. It was all those pieces to be submissive. And people think that, I, I don't know what people think, but just in case yeah. there's somebody out there who, who's thinking that there's no such thing of, as a slave Bible, well, there is. Mm -hmm. There is a Bible that was used specifically for the slaves, and it was specific to the course of what they needed from our slave men, uh, from our um, ancestors as slaves. Mm -hmm. um, you needed to break a people in order to re-indoctrinate a people. Sure. And I don't, see, I don't ever want us to lose that part of it. Right. I don't ever want us to be people who can just totally disregard where we come from, what we had before, and totally act as though this has been our life forever. We right. need to come to the truth. It's the truth that sets us free, sure. right? Sure. And I know that there's a lot of times where it's, it's very difficult. You don't know where, where to start, where to finish when mm -hmm. it comes to talking about truth. I can go all day long and tell you all the truths that I uncovered, but I have to ask myself, is it useful? Hmm. Because there will be a lot of people who truly do not understand. Sure. And at that particular point, I'm not trying to throw away the baby with the bathwater. Mm -hmm. So I'm not trying to get people to disregard their spirituality because of um, certain untruths. Mm -hmm. Because the truth of the matter is, there is a creator God, and we, and we and our ancestors knew this. So if you have a connection with that God, then all the rest of it is just, is just. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's not as important. Right. And especially today, um, I don't know about you, but when, you, when you're being inundated with all these different messages about how we've been bamboozled and how, um, you know, um, it's the white man's religion and how, we, you know, when you're, when you're being inundated with that day in and day out, mm -hmm. it would be to your best interest to start doing your own search. Sure. You know, so that you can yeah. uncover truth. Well, and, and along those lines is, just knowing the history. Yeah. Um, and even today, today, there is this quiet movement that's trying to erase history of African Americans that have been accomplished and done and, and have done things in in their lifetime, the legacy things that are supposed to be passed down. You think it's quiet? <laughs> well, it's it's not that it's quiet as much as it's being 
passed off as, oh no, that's not what we're doing. There's a, a voice, there's a movement, these things are occurring, but you have to recognize what is occurring. Okay. Because it's quick to get on the bandwagon to say, oh, that's wrong. They should not have said that. Let's denounce that person and, you know, erase everything that they've done, which has been significant in their own right, um, mm -hmm. within the race. But you can't just make it go away because that was, that was a legacy piece. That's showing that, yes, we still rise. We still are making things happen in our lives mm -hmm. despite from where we've come. So we can't lose sight of that. And talking about, you yeah. know, understanding where that comes from. History is important because if we don't have that to look back upon, whether it be understanding that what the Bible is truly or, mm -hmm. or that, that, you know, that Christian Bible and how it was um, designed, then we can all live, go along living and believing along that path, which yeah. is, that's what, you know, the plan is right, right, to right, keep, right, keep, right. The, keep the visors on so that you can't really see and erase the history so that you'll believe what's printed right, right. to change that mindset or to have folks believe a certain thing in a way. But there's, the force is too great. I was going to say, I don't think anything is ever going to be so hidden that it will never be discovered. But if you're not paying attention. Or if you're not looking for yeah. it. Or not paying attention or not looking for yeah. it. Because you can be, um, the senses can be dulled by other indulgences. Yes. So it's like all the smoke and mirrors. Woo, look at these shiny, beautiful things over here. Look this way. But if you, you know, look to the right. But if you look to the left, there's the real story. There's the real happenings that's occurring. So you have to pay attention, be aware. Yeah, I'm not steady. even sure if, if we can, I'm not comfortable using the words real story because who has the real story? What is the real story? Who can say what the real story is? Like Kiana, like Kiana liked to always um, tell me, has anybody been in the beginning of time that is still here today that can, can tell us whether or not this story is true or not? <laughs> so we're doing a whole lot of relying on, yeah. on what other people's are uh, account of things. You understand what I'm saying? Understood. Which is why I always told uh, my ladies whenever um, we got together is trust God, not man. Yeah. That has always been, hey, don't trust me. Don't, don't trust nobody else. Trust right. God. Don't trust me. Yeah. I, I could get this. I'm still trying to figure this out too. So somewhere along the line, I might get it wrong. But what I need, this is the reason why we talked about the Holy Spirit and the job or the role of the Holy Spirit, because I no longer, I don't want you dependent on me for your information. Right. I want you to go directly to the source. Mm -hmm. And so many of us get so comfortable just sitting in a pew mm. that we never actually think about going to the source. Wow. That's deep. But it's true. Yeah. So we, we really, we don't know, and every single hundred year or so, they uncover something else. Mm -hmm. We're uncovering stuff now that they didn't know about 400 years ago. Yeah. And we just keep uncovering because things that are hidden don't stay hidden. No. And in time, it reveals itself. All will be revealed in time. Exactly. So 
everything changes in the moment. Like Kiana said, she don't know where the church, the black church is gonna be in 100 years. Mm -hmm. We don't know where, where Christianity is going to be in 100 years. We know that it's been around for 2,000 years, but what about the 2,000 years prior? Something Hello. else was there, right? Yeah. Hello. But you know what? That speaks to ever, the evolving of it. As I said, mm -hmm. stated, it's all going to evolve. And, and I personally believe that there's that, um, I guess when you were talking about within us is the Holy Spirit. Yes. Within us is the, the place that we go to seek um, and to find God or yes. higher, higher mm -hmm. being, higher yes. spirit, however people identify with. And if that is the place, then that's the place. That's the place where we probably all need to go. That's the first place you need to go. Exactly. We all need to yeah. go there because if we go there, then the outcome will be entirely different. So just imagine just imagine if tomorrow, so tonight there'll be the dusting of little, um, just mist of here's now you going inside. It causes us to go to sleep at night and mm -hmm. wake up and we are going inside to internally develop this spirit, you know, the spirit within us. And when we wake up, it's the understanding and the guidance of that, that higher being and we're all showing kindness to one yes, another. Yes, imagine that. So if that were the case, then to me, I look at that as the, 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 the next level of, of Christianity or the church or mm -hmm. Christ um, um, developing, further developing. So 100 years from now, that, that's, how, that's how I see it in mm -hmm. terms of what she was saying. What would it be like? Well, it wouldn't be like we know today. Mm -hmm. It's not mm -hmm. even like we know it today. It's not even like we know it as when we first had our introduction to it. Yes. We didn't know what it was or why. We just knew right. that grandma went and when grandma comes to take us, we're going until you got older and you figured out what it means for you. Some people have left um, the type of religion that their family has right. raised them in because they've now made their own distinction either I found something else that I like or I'm denouncing it because you made me go and I never knew what it was and I couldn't wait to make okay. my own decision. But no matter what, there is that change that happens and it's going to evolve to be in mm -hmm. something greater. And I think that the greater piece is that one day we will all be there. Yes. And looking within and being a I think, um, like you place. said, imagine this. Imagine every single one of us working on ourselves. Wow. Imagine every single one of us looking within ourselves, working on the parts of ourselves that need to be, and, and it's different. It's different for me than it is to you. Absolutely. What I need to work on may not be, it, it, I can guarantee you, it ain't gonna be what you need to work on. Sure. But can you imagine if every single one of us concentrated on our own development? You know, the Apostle Paul, what did he say? He just said, work out your own soul's salvation, right? Mm-hmm. So isn't that the same? In, in my opinion, I think that's the same as, as Paul saying, each of us need to work, work this, this thing out within our own selves. Sure. Because once we get to that place of perfection, then 
everyone around us who have reached that. Now, we're not all going to reach that place of perfection at the same time. Right. So to think that we're going to wake up one day and, and the whole world is going to be kind, that's not realistic. Correct. Because every single one of us reached that place of perfection at different times. But it's up to us. It's up to those of us who have been, uh, they're using the word, awoke or awakened. Yes, awakened. Okay. <laughs> it is up to those who have been awakened to be a little patient with those who have not yet awakened. Mm-hmm. Because we are not going to all wake up at the same time. We go to bed at different hours of the night sure. and wake up at different hours of the morning. Mm-hmm. So we can't imagine that folk is going to have this great awakening all at one time. Mm-hmm. So I, my suggestion is those who have already awakened, just be patient with those of us. And I'll put myself in there. I don't know if I'm fully woke. Just be patient with those of us who are still on this journey. Okay? Yep. Because each of us have our own time when we open up our eyes and we say, wait a minute. I'm changed because just what scripture said in a flash of an eye in, in, in just a moment we're all going to be changed right mm-hmm. so that changing is going to come when each of us is ready yep see I like I like I still like talking about Christianity because I, I happen to love it mm-hmm. uh, it's where I did most of my studies with the Bible but that does not mean to say that I have not studied elsewhere when I about Oh, man, I think it was in 2003 mm-hmm. when I got my first um, Gnostic Bible. And I remember how that changed my entire life. How so? Well, I, the very first book that I, I read from the very first story, I guess, um, that I read from the Gnostic Bible was the Gospel of Thomas. Okay. And it was like when I read the Gospel of Thomas, it was like something opened up inside of me. And it wasn't that in that moment I dismissed everything that I had already learned because I didn't. Sure. It in that moment made everything that I had already been learning clearer. Mm-hmm. It made everything make sense. Things were starting to make sense. It was insightful. Yes. And then once it began to make sense, I was thirsty and hungry for more. And then I began to open up the other books. It's really what got me on my, my road to theology, you know, and, um, and, and had me really excited about trying to find answers to questions that I had had all my life. Mm. And um, it's kind of difficult to talk to others about um, um, Gnostic um, doctrine Yes. Because it is so taboo Mm -hmm. from other people. But I have always been a person who was simply on a quest for truth. I wasn't on a quest to learn what you wanted me to learn. Mm -hmm. I was always on a quest for truth. And the thing about being on a quest for truth and you have faith in God Mm -hmm. is that you're not afraid of the journey because you know every step of the way on that journey God is going to be with you. Mm -hmm. My complete faith and trust in God is what allowed me to take this journey without looking back and without being afraid. Because at one point in our lives, we walk in fear. In fact, to me, the church is all about fear. 
don't do this, don't do that, don't do that, you're going to go to hell. That's been my whole entire life. That's what I learned growing up. I can't do this, I can't do this, I can't enjoy music, I can't dance, I can't love this, I can't. All those things are sin. I, I, everything was a sin to me. I, nobody defined what was a sin. What is sin? This is a sin. If you like it, it's a sin. So everything I liked was a sin. And when you're growing up that way, and you can't even determine, I, I wasn't doing anything sinful yeah. in, in my opinion. I mean, I wasn't, I was simply wanting to listen to some music. But, no, but it, it wasn't for you. It was probably for those looking at you. Yeah, but okay, but see, that's what I'm, isn't there something uh -huh. very hypocritical? Yeah. About your life being in bondage because of somebody else. Yep. And that's what it's always been to me. And when we wow. talk, when we have this conversation about the difference between religion and spirituality, I have to tell you that it's freedom. So what does freedom look like to you? I know what freedom looks like to me. And I didn't want to be in bondage anymore. It's so funny. I also went to a holiness church with my mom because my mom, she tried to be a Jehovah Witness. We, were, we went to a Pentecostal church. We went to a holiness church. We went all over the place. And I, and I followed my mother all these places because I knew my mother was very spiritual. And she was looking for something specific that she simply could not find in churches. Mm. Right? So I went with her on this trek, but you know, I take the best of everything. And we was in this church, it was a spiritual church, and there was this, and they played like, um, it, was, um, it was actually a white church. You know, we were the only black people there, me, my mother, and my sister. Mm -hmm. But okay. you know what? I had such a good time in that church. And that was the place where I found my freedom. Wow. I'm, I'm not lying to you. There was this one song that they sang, and this was years ago. I mean, I was a teenager, like 17 years old. Mm -hmm. And there was this one song that they sang that stays in my head, just like that prayer stayed in my head. Right. And the words were, bound by religion, right? Mm -hmm. Jesus brought me out. Wow. Put a fire within my heart and made me scream and shout. Wow. Okay, I remember those words because it was in that moment that I understood how I was in bondage because I couldn't do anything. Religion that in the Baptist churches when my father took me, I was bound by all of these rules and regulations. I couldn't do this, I couldn't do that, I couldn't do nothing. Mm -hmm. And I just felt like I was in bondage. But then I go to this church and, and this was a family church, and, and I remember the, the woman, Miss Carino, and she was so nice, and just a beautiful woman, a beautiful, beautiful, they, they treated us like family. We were not outsiders. They treated us like family. Acceptance. There was so much acceptance. So that was my first um, real introduction to a church outside of the black church. Wow. And like you said, I got nothing but acceptance and love, mm -hmm. and I felt free. I was no longer in any kind of bondage. I was free. And it was probably from that moment on that I began to feel myself as free. True Christianship. Yes. Wow. That's, that is uh, powerful. I think that the words to that song, whatever that song is, I think it just really um, 
just brings whole our conversation that we had earlier and just yeah. trying to decipher well what did christianity mean to you what did it mean to the african-american community when was it first realized how were you affected by it mm -hmm. because that's what it was yes it was that bondage and again i said earlier sometimes you don't recognize it you don't see it and it's you know it's like well why do we always use a square pan for the turkey well that's all we ever that's had because that's never the way it's outside. been hysterically historically yeah. done but and you yeah. don't question it so yes. the same thing you're absolutely correct that's exactly what it is we have not questioned how we were brought into this this religion and the thing about it is that all of us i think have this yearning inside of us to to live free lives what do you, i felt like what are you saying you don't trust me i know right from wrong i have a moral code within me you know uh scripture tells us that in the last days god is going to write his words his laws on the hearts of his people i mean do you not believe him yeah. I mean, so I always ask the question, what? Uh, do you not believe me? Right. Uh, so why? I, I, I kind of I, I felt like there was like a trust issue going on here. <laughs> okay, you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't do this, because if you do, you might fall into sin. Well, how is that possible? Because I never understood how is it possible that I might fall well, into sin? Say, yeah. I mean, isn't it the Holy Spirit's job to, to, to keep my, my moral conscience clear? Sure. So who, who are you trusting? You, you, you don't trust the Holy Spirit? So and I can't go here or do this or say that because I might fall into sin? Yeah. That's bondage to me. Yeah. Well, again, I just bring it back to, well, it really wasn't about you. It wasn't about us. It was those that are out looking and, and knows the truth. So it's to perpetuate the story. Okay. All perpetuate right. the story and then those will come and will guide and will show you the way. This is the way. But do your homework. <laughs> All right. Mm -hmm. This is the way. We're going to do our homework though. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, I, I don't ever want anyone to think that I am um, uh, trying to um, speak disparagingly about Christianity. Oh, by no means. And, um, and let me just set the record straight. For the time that I've been a part of the Sisters Helping Sisters in Christ ministry, you've always laid that out there. Um, you're solidly grounded in, in the word and faith in God and your beliefs. So absolutely, that is not the case here. Okay, because I've been enriched um, spiritually um, as a result of your guidance and teaching, and um, began to read my Bible more okay. and have a more thorough understanding, and that's because of your guidance. So. No, I, and, and trust me, had, had it not been the case, mm -hmm. then that would not have been the place for me to be. Okay. So, no, we, we go there, we, we read, we're fed, and we're encouraged to not take your word for it, but go and seek and find out for ourselves. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, we're all going to have our own opinions. And yeah. even though preachers and teachers, theologians and scholars, they say, um, 
you know, I'm just, I'm just giving it to you straight. Yeah. It's, it's, there's nothing personal. There, my personal self is not in my teaching. You understand what I'm saying? Right. Mm-hmm. I'm teaching you what the word says. Yeah, we and then read it that, right there yes. with you. And then at that particular point, it is up to you to take it in, to do what you do with it. Never, I don't ever give you my opinion unless I say to you, this is my opinion, this is how I feel. Because as a person who's navigating these waters myself, I have questions too. And Mm -hmm. I ask those questions. But as a teacher, I have to stay close to the script. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I'm not unaware of some things that may not you know, connect. Right. Mm-hmm. I have to ask the questions. And I always um, suggest or myself give you background information. Mm-hmm. I want you to know about these individuals. I want you to know how, how um, and here's the thing. We live in today. I don't think there, there is an expectation that we need to live exactly the way they lived 2,000 years ago. By no means. By no means. (laughs) I I honestly think what we're doing is learning from the mistakes of these people. Mm -hmm. This is a roadmap. This is what they've done. This is the results of what they've done. Now, you don't have to go that same way. And if you happen to go that same way, you need to understand that this is the consequences. I think from the very, very beginning of the Bible, when we open the Bible in Genesis, we already begin to learn about choices and consequences. Mm -hmm. We learn about responsibility. We learn about accountability. Because mm-hmm. one of the things that I, I, I told you guys, um, even from the beginning when we were talking about Adam and Eve, when, when after the fruit incident, or we don't know if it was a fruit, but after the eating of the um, tree, and God approaches the both of them, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it was always amazing to me how when God approached Adam, the first thing he did was blame Eve. <laughs> And then when, okay, let's go down the line. And then when God approaches Eve, she, she doesn't really blame the the serpent sheep. She says that I was deceived. Right. So it's almost like I'm going to take responsibility. But but, and here's what happened. But here's what happened. You know, I was deceived, but it's amazing that when God approached the snake, there was no, um, passing of the blame. Mm-hmm. And my opinion, when I look at a situation like that in every single part of my life, when I'm, when I'm talking to people, whatever, if you're going to blame me for something, what you're really saying to me is that I have power over your life. Mm. Because if I'm able to make you do something, it means I have the power to do it, right? Absolutely. So I look at this thing with Adam and Eve, and I say, well, Adam specifically said it was that woman that you gave me. Right. He specifically said Eve made him do it. Right? That's right. Which means he, in my opinion, was acknowledging that Eve had power power. over him. Yeah. So I say that jokingly because I always think about today, and I'm like... When did the woman become the one who was beneath or the submissive one? Because if, if, I, if I read this clearly, <laughs> obviously Adam felt like Eve had power over him. Right. Because, you know, 
I mean, it was she made me do it, and the only way she could make you do something is if she had power. Power over you. Right? So I always say that jokingly, and side-eyedly thinking that, okay, I'm not really joking. <laughs> but it's like, so how do women get to this place where we're so disrespected in a sense? Right. And in some cultures, second class. Yes. Yeah. You know, so it's things like that 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 strikes my attention when I am when yeah. I'm reading the Bible. I look at the little nuances and say, "Now wait yeah. a minute." I know. You know that that would be a podcast marathon. Uh, absolutely, to go down that road and unpack that. But uh, but yes, absolutely, um, Dr. Caroline. Um, and let's see. So what else? Um, I thought the highest point of, um, well, certainly the highest point was the closure with um, the young lady. Kalia. Kalia. With Kalia um, just stepping up and just the time that we were sitting here, it gave her some more insight. Yes, yes. And at first she was just being the engineer, sitting Mm -hmm, over here, mm -hmm. managing controls. And, um, but then just collecting and taking everything in and she was able to pipe up at the end because it was impactful. It allowed her a chance to think about her own life and relate to and share stories of when she first had her introduction into um, Christian um, Christianity. So, um, and then with the closure of accepting, choosing. Yes, choosing. Choosing God in her life and accepting it, which is a big deal because we do have free will um, to decide that we will or yes. will not. But it takes that, that entryway, that yes. entry point. So for her in 10 years, if she sat down to have a conversation mm-hmm. with someone, that would be right. a part of how it, it really evolved for her on another level. Yes. It's another level for her. Yes. It's another level for and her. And she's a babe right now, but she won't be a babe for a long time like i tell people all the time when you bring somebody into um the fold like we just did today sure you're bringing somebody in at the at the very ground level Mm -hmm. there's a whole lot of growing that's going to happen um seeds have been planted sure we put that seed in the ground today Mm -hmm. and so you can be sure that on her journey there's going to be a whole lot of watering it may not be us. Of course not. You know? Yeah. There's going to be a whole lot of watering and a whole lot of nurturing happening. Because right now, because she freely accepted the fact that she wants God into her life, mm-hmm. there's going to be many pathways that she may go down. But she will never, ever get lost because um, of her understanding that now I have somebody that's going to be guiding me. Right. And that's somebody, I'm not talking about you or me. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit. That's right. Which is why when we were talking about the Holy Spirit, I wanted to make sure it was understood. My questions were deliberate because I knew we had a newbie sitting here. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to make sure that everything that we talked about was clear enough for her to understand this ain't no cult. This ain't no um, situation where we just gonna go and sit on a pew, we just gonna talk a big game and we ain't doing nothing. I need her to know even right from going into the situation that there's some soul work that needs to be done and you need to be a participant in this. Correct. Okay? Yeah. Because a lot of times we think that once we confess with our mouth, once we repent, once we say we want God to come into our lives, we just sit there and nothing happens. 
But it would be it wrong for us to think that way because right. it's not at all what Jesus taught. Correct. When it comes to the work that we must do, we're not talking about salvation. Mm -hmm. Because as, a, and, and, we're, and we're still talking under the confounds of Christianity right now. Correct. Salvation is for everybody. Mm -hmm. Jesus died for everybody. That's right. But when we're talking about changing our lives, there's a work that needs to be done in the changing of our lives. Because James, what did he say? You show me your faith without any works, and I'll show you my works because of my faith. Mm. So what we're doing here today is faith work. We're, we're, we're moving in faith. We're stepping out on courage, and we're moving in faith, and we're doing the work, the kingdom work. Mm -hmm. what we were talking about that's earlier. Right. That, we're that's doing the work. the work, okay? We're not just sitting, waiting for things to happen. We're actually putting, it's an action word. Mm -hmm. We're putting in the work, you know? So this was a first step. Now there's right. some work that needs to be done. I suggested that she come to Bible study classes with us Correct. so that she can learn with us, mm -hmm. so that she can understand scripture. She can apply those scripture to her life. Mm -hmm. She'll know how to pray. She'll know what to ask for. And this is not about um, trying to take somebody's life and, and, and mold it into what you want it to be. This is starting somebody on a journey yep. for them to discover their mm -hmm. life. Now, wherever that discovery may be, right. We're, we don't know where it's going to end up. Yep. But putting somebody on a track mm -hmm. to self-discovery is the, probably the most important thing that you can do. Right. And I'm very proud of that work that I do, that I get somebody to question things, that I get somebody to look with, deep within themselves, that mm -hmm. I get somebody to even understand that there, there, there is a helper out there, there is a God out there, there is something bigger than me, there's something greater than me. Mm -hmm. And now I want to connect to that source. Right. Well, she got connected to that source today. And, uh, and we all connected to her. And yeah. we're all going to oh, be a part. absolutely. We're all going to be a part that of her life. That goes without saying. I look forward to her um, coming out next month to yeah. be with us. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that um, we covered everything, did we? Or is yeah. there something else that we wanted to cover on our uh, podcast after the podcast? You know me, I can talk all night long because this is my thing. This is what I love to do. And it's very, it comes across very natural, yes. Well, it is very natural for me. You know, I'm always reinventing myself. I'm always, because I, I'm not static. There's nothing I won't try. There's nothing that I won't. And it's so funny because... Um, in my earlier years, I was very quiet and very withdrawn. <laughs> and it was like a door opened and... You went through I it. went through that door. That's what I'm trying to say. Never looked back. I went down that <laughs> rabbit hole and, and you never looked back. Mm -hmm. But um, I do love talking about um, theology. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to say theology because I love talking about it all. Mm -hmm. I can talk to you all day long about Christianity. I can talk to you all day long about um, Gnostic scriptures. I can talk to you all day long about Egyptian scriptures. Wow. Um, we, we can talk about um, the Book of the Dead, you know, we can, because I love sacred scriptures. And mm -hmm. I think that is the thing that a lot of people don't really know about me mm -hmm. because I am able to separate my 
my life and my belief for the things that I um, am passionate about. Mm -hmm. I am passionate about knowledge. I'm passionate about um, education and scholarly things, mm -hmm. which makes me passionate about um, uh, religion, I guess you could say. Um, I read all the books, you, you know what I mean? Yes, but I do. But it does not interfere with my core belief about who I am mm -hmm. and the God awesome. that I serve. You understand what I'm saying? Totally get and it. And I think because other people may not be able to separate that, mm -hmm. you said earlier, it's not for you, it's for the others who are looking at you saying, Correct. so it's somebody who looks at me as, how can she call herself a Christian, but she, you know, is studying this other thing. Well, see, that's because your mind is closed. Your mind is closed to, to truth, and your mind is closed, closed to knowledge. My mind is not, because I know I'm confident, and I know who my God is, mm. and I know he got me. That's right. And I know he guided me, right? Absolutely. So I don't want somebody else's insecurity about how their life is going to interfere with mine, right? That's right. So I stand firm on what I, what I believe, and I stand firm on what I study and what I teach because two different things, mm -hmm. okay? And, and, and I don't want anybody to get it twisted. <laughs> Never twisted. One impacts the other. It, Absolutely. You know, when, when you study and learn, it further grounds you in what you know. Mm -hmm. And it's just more confirmation to stand you, to have you stand even firmer. Absolutely. You know? So it's one, one begets the other. So exactly. It's, it's that but continuous cycle. Yes. But the Bible is my first book. <laughs> I've been studying the Bible since I was probably 12 years old. Mm -hmm. Ever since I came to the Lord. So the Bible is my first book. So I will still, you know, mm -hmm. keep that open. And that's the foundation. That's my foundation work. Yeah. Yeah. But um, that's beautiful. I literally will continue to keep searching for truth and for answers. And I will continue to um, educate myself. Awesome. And then we'll be educated through Sisters Absolutely. Help and Sisters in Christ Ministry. <laughs> because you know what whatever whatever I got to give, you know, I give freely. Yeah. You know? It's beautiful. All right. So Anita, I, I, I wanna thank you for um staying behind to have this rather um hmm, intimate conversation about our spiritual selves. Thank you. Because we are spiritual women. We are spiritual beings. We are spiritual people living in earthly existence. Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of questions are gonna come up. A lot of things are, 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 are going to happen and we're gonna be here to stay in the moment. Awesome, it was a pleasure. Um, as I think we said around the room off mic, that when we came in here and we saw the room set up, it's like, wow, this is serious. <laughs> Intimidation is here, but I, I'm loving it. Yeah. So, hi, I am Anita, your co-host. <laughs> All right, I was going to say, does that mean, does that mean I actually have my co-host back? Hello there. I am the co-host. Okay, see, that's what I'm talking about. See, see, sometimes all you have to do is present it. 
Yes. A lot of times, because I, you know, it's been almost a year, Anita, yeah. that I, I've been um, um, saying. I said, you know what? I'm gonna stop saying I got a co-host because obviously <laughs> I don't. I even tried to replace her with a co-host. That's because uh, my seat is mine. You know, and it was it was truly my schedule. Honestly and truly was my schedule. But <laughs> now I'm I, I'm back. I'm here. Ah, he, she's I'm here. showing up now. See, look at see, look at God. I'm gonna say, look at God. Look how look I'm growing. God. Right. I got my co-host. I have an intern. Who's who's she gonna learn? She gonna learn this 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 um this board right here. See, here's the thing, people. I can't be a host while I'm trying to to keep everybody's mic up and we, you know, managing all the controls. I mean, I can't be doing all this engineering stuff. I said that earlier. But I have a, I have an intern who I'm going to teach her how to man this board and how to keep everybody where they're supposed to be, and she is going to be excellent by the time I finish with her. Absolutely. And, right, and then that's just one more person who's learned a skill. That she can take someplace else, right? Hello. This is what and this is what happens, right? Level up. We're leveling up, everybody. So, listen. This is Dr. Caroline Bethia Jones. I am with my co-host, Miss Anita, Anita Crum. <laughs> and you have just listened to a after the podcast with uh, Real Talk with Real People. And um, I'll talk to you soon when we return for our relationship series. Looking forward to it. Yes, where relationship is one of my favorite topics to talk about because people are amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I love talking to people. When we come back um, next month, we're gonna be talking to individuals about um, relationships um, with, um, narcissist mm. this is our dysfunctional part of the relationship series we're going to get that out the way wow and then we're going to go on to the loving part of it so again i hope you join me again um in april for our relationship series and again this is dr caroline Bethia jones my co-host miss anita crump and we will see you next time bye now bye Welcome to Real Talk with Real People. I am your host, Dr. Caroline Bethia Jones, and this is where we have real conversations with real people about real topics and no fluff. We are going to keep it real, bringing you information that you can use. So grab your coffee, get comfortable, and sit back and relax. I'll be back. <laughs>